Baby Ted Podcast. Coming up next. And I'm Bisola. And welcome to another episode of the Indie Chat, Chat Podcast. Podcast. Hi, everyone. Um, I hope that everybody has had an amazing week. If you are new here to our channel, welcome again. That's a be me. I'm Bisola. This is the Indie Chat Podcast. Um, we hope that you'll stay and um, watch more of our content. If you haven't watched any of our old videos, please be sure to check that out now um, and join the conversation because it's lit over here. Because we be awesome shit. Period. We always have <laughs> some shit over here. Um, anyways, uh, before we get started today, um, I wanted to say um, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, this week's episode, we are going to be um, going with the theme of Black women um as far as um paving the way for where we are in this country um today um so we're going to be talking about a few different women um it's not in any particular order there's other women of course there's many black women that are very influential but we're only going to be talking about a few the central theme is black women at the forefront of movement right 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 of the you know uh civil rights movement right and, and things like that mm -hmm. okay so before we get started we want to go ahead we're, what do we call it last year a black black a black fact yeah. uh, because it is a uh, black history month which is another reason why we wanted to talk about um black women at the forefront of the movement of um civil rights and just everything hi historical within the black community um, so I'm sorry, I just had to shout oh, my bag. <laughs> yes, in Systematic Racism by Brandon Blackwood. Um, love him. Uh, if I could buy all his purses, I would. Um, he just did like a, a huge trunk sale yesterday, and I was looking at the purses. I was, I was looking like, at his stuff. Yeah. I just this morning, about six something in the morning, I bought two hundred for dresses. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so go play history month. Go Black History Month. Uh, okay, so before we get started, um, again, we're going to be going ahead and doing the Blacks fact or the Black. Um, so this morning, we are going to uh, set our focus on Claudette Colvin. Um, if you see me looking down, it's because I'm looking at my tablet right here. But uh, she was, um, at the age of 15, um, she refused to give up her seat for a white person um, nine months before Rosa Parks in the same city, in the same bus system as Rosa Parks. Um, so not many people know about her. Um, I will go ahead and uh, post a picture of her um, in the video if you're watching on YouTube. Um, but yeah, she was 15 years old. Um, and so I'm going to read here uh, what it says. So on March 2nd of 1955, the bus driver told her to get up and she refused. Um, she said that she paid her fare and that it was her constitutional right to stay where she was, which I'm not mad at. She's like, we spicy. That's, that's what we, that's Period. the sassiness that they've been Period. saying black women got. Right, right. And I love it. So, um, eventually two police officers put her in handcuffs and they arrested her and her school books went flying, which means they were very rough with her which we've seen that in lots of videos about excessive force in a 15 year old girl think about how a 15 year old girl looks a child basically and they were manhandling a child two police officers 
manhandled a child. Manhandle a child now. Killing them. Right. They they still do that. So I just wanted to iterate that. Um so yeah, so her books went flying off her desk. And this is a thing that I did not know. And this is um not even about Rosa Parks and the um giving up her seat and things like that. But apparently this had happened to a bunch of black women. Um I'm not sure around what time it could have been before or after or whatever. And usually what would happen is they would just be given a fine and it would be brushed under the rug. But her along with um, four other women, oh no, uh, her and, uh, and three other women, they actually went to court and it's called Browder versus Gale. Um, and the court case was successfully overturned. It successfully overturned uh, bus segregation laws in Montgomery and in Alabama, and that's without Rosa Parks. That, that's teaching me something because I didn't know. This right, and I, and I didn't know either until I until I looked this up. So again, this this fifteen year old was able to make a invoke a change like invoke that. change without the help of Rosa Parks or like Rosa Parks aside. Um, so caught it, I guess afterwards, uh, she moved to New York and she never really told her story. And um, it's believed that she didn't really tell her story because up North people were not talking about segregation. They were talking about black power. Um, they wanted black this, black that, um, um, Malcolm X. They, that's what they were talking about up North, which is, you know, shows the the differences between the North and the South. Um, and when she was asked why they chose Rosa Parks over her, um, she said that Rosa Parks was an adult and that they didn't think teenagers were reliable to be the forefront of the movement. Um, and she also said that Parks had the right hair and the right look, um, to appeal to people in middle class, That's meaning Rosa say, Parks yeah. was light skinned, well, fair skinned light complexioned with a loose textured hair and not the hair that, that she had. That kind of goes back to colorism. I hate Which is all throughout I mean, the, the movement. I mean, colorism is a part of our history. Let's mm -hmm. just face it. Um, We're just talking just, more openly about it It just shows that men are ready to save someone of fair skin in the right hair mm -hmm. uh, over somebody of a darker skin tone right because they caped for rosa parks and i'm not saying that rosa parks didn't do what she had to do right and make changes right. either i'm not right. saying i'm not putting her down but i'm just saying you see how easily they cape for her even right. if claudette was older i think they still, they still wouldn't have used her and, and, the face. and I wouldn't say it's just about black men putting on capes. It's about black people putting on capes for um, That's true like because, white people um, in the community. Yes, we, we put people on the on the pedestal. So I I can't put colorism on just black men. It's black people as a whole. We're the, we're the reason why colorism is alive and well, and we're the reason why colorism is not going anywhere. It needs to die with mm -hmm. racism. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that um, light skin or uh, fair skin women can't receive um, the brunt of colorism. No, no, no. It's it's both. They can. Sides. There's both sides. To there is what they say. Every story. Yeah. So I, I'm not saying that they can't um, have 
um, stories of where they've received hate for, you know, what they look like or how um, they're perceived or whatever. I'm, I'm not saying that, but um, when it comes to colorism um, and just my experience with colorism, it's been because of me being a dark skinned woman. And I've um, heard a lot of things like you're pretty for a dark skinned girl. Um, I've never dated a dark skinned girl before. Dark skinned girls are mean, um, things like that. So I, 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 I've dealt with colorism um, before. So uh, yeah, that, that's enough about that. Um, so again, that was our Black History Mom, uh, Black History Facts for uh, for the day. I, the I way, learned a lot. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we have a podcast on colorism. So mm-hmm. if y'all want to get on there. I can't remember oh, what episode it was. Um, I'll look and see if I can. Child. Just watch all of them. Us on, um, that would probably be one of the episodes on um, the podcast streaming outlet and mm-hmm. not on YouTube because I think that was an older episode. Yeah, this is we when we first YouTube. started. So right. get on all your podcast streaming um, mm-hmm. outlets and find it there. Right. Okay, so um, now that we got our, our black out of the way we're going to talk about um some of the black women who um just helped us as black people get to where we are in society um again this is in no particular order this is not people that i think are more important than any other black women that have been more influential or that have been influential um to the black community i'm just naming some off that i that i found um so the first is harriet tubman we all know about harriet um the runner of the uh, underground railroad um it says here that she um rescued an estimated uh not estimated is it estimated amount of 300 people on 19 trips back and forth from the south so miss harriet was doing it child okay and it's just crazy to think of a woman a black woman doing this you would think that that'd be something that a man would stand up and i'm not saying that men Didn't. haven't done yeah. it but um to Ms. come i think to come back and get more not just to save yourself and others right. that came with you right but to go back and continuously go back and forth was very heroic right her. and there was money on her head i think they said forty thousand dollars at that time so now Rosa Parks, not Rosa, not Rosa Parks, excuse me, Harriet Tubman. Um, so they believe she was born in 1820 and she died in 1913. So $40,000 that far back is a hell of a lot of money now. If you think about 19, she died in 1913. Mm-hmm. That was not that long ago. That's, it seemed like that was, dang, that was forever ago, but it really wasn't like mm-hmm. mama was. I'm talking about her grandma. grandma. She was born in 1940s. The 30s. 1930s, I believe. The 1930s or 40s. Like, do you... That's crazy. hmm Yeah. Not really that long ago. At all. Uh, but, yeah, so... Um, after the... Um, after she uh, took the... Um, rescued uh, Black people and got them up north, um, she opened up schools and orphanages um, and institutions to help take care of uh, Black people who were in need at the time. Um, so next, we're going to talk about Sojourner Truth. Um, she was an anti-slavery um, speaker. Um, she was a former slave, a former slave herself, and she um, was best remembered for "Ain't I a Woman" speech at one of um, 
the women women's rights conventions. So she was um, an activist and a woman's right activist, which is um, for it, the time. It just shows black women are the forefront of a lot of uh, movements. movements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so next, uh, we're going to be talking about Madam C.J. Walker. And I know that you guys um, know who Madam C.J. Walker is. She's uh, one of the first Black women millionaires. Um, she was very um, popular, known for hair care products. I think, wasn't her. she known for the perm? Mm -hmm. And so basically, from what I read about her, she was like Mary Kay before Mary Kay. So she had a bunch of products and she had people underneath her in her organization and she would have them go out to different places and, and sell her products, which is basically what Mary Kay is or Avon or other um, things like that um, today. That's what they're known for. There's a, a little docu-series or is it a movie on Netflix? Netflix. It's, I think it's- It's um, not all the way true. You know, well, of they, course, they have they, to embellish yeah. it to make it- um, you know, theatrical, make people want to watch it, yeah. add dramatics to it and stuff. So, yeah, so I was going to mention that it is on Netflix. I'm not sure what it's called, but I'll see if I can post it up. Excuse me. Excuse me, I'm drinking coffee. It's making me burp. Um, it is on Netflix. So I, if I can find it, I'll post it. Um, next is Mary um, McLeod Bethune. Um, I remember, you remember mama telling us about how Mary she went to Bethune. the... Got the don't yeah something oh, yeah. like that. Oh, but that's cheerleading. That <laughs> yeah, she she said that she went to the to that school, I believe, which is like right across the street from my grandma's house, ain't it? Yeah, if I remember, lot, it's a lot of different Mary Bethune. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Actually, um, I think there's like a college for her probably in Daytona. I think I've we've drove past it a couple times. Me and my husband went to Daytona. Um. A couple of years ago, I believe it was back in 2018, and I do believe I saw like a college that was in her name, um, or I'm not sure if she actually founded it, but because uh, I did read something about, um, yeah, it says founded the Daytona Educational, so it probably was named after her. Um, so yeah, she uh, was the forefront in education for Black women. Um, she created schools, and I think they said something about how she started a school with like a dollar and some change um i'm not sure like when she was born or when she died but this was uh, this was a long time ago um it says in 1904 she founded um the school uh, this well yeah founded um a school for uh for girls and stuff so that was a long time ago and so for a woman to be doing big things like that back in the day in 1904 that's crazy. That's even big for just women, period. Right, right, right. And not saying that other women weren't doing that at the time, but, you know, just as far as a Black woman, that's just very influential. Um, She also had um a, a con she was a political activist. She did work with um Franklin uh, Roosevelt. She was um in his administration, um, and she was um working as the race leader at large. Um, not exactly... 100% sure what that means, but I I guess just about Black dealings as far as like race in America at the time. Okay, so lastly, I'm going to talk about Ruby Bridges. Um, 
there's been a lot of talk about her um, as far as what she went through in history. If you guys don't know who Ruby Bridges is, she was a six-year-old girl um, that was integrated into an all-white school. Um, and during this time, there was white people that were not ready to um, integrate and they threw rocks at her. They called her slurs, everything. Um, and just to think, this too, yes. Yeah. And just to think about how a child was able to do that, it just is just amazing to me. Um, and the reason why they picked her is because she was so smart, and they bought her. But to imagine school. that takes a lot of strength from your parents too, right? To right. tell you to go to school every day. And endure that and try to, you know, build your child up, even though they trying to tear your child down. That's right. a lot. Right. I, I just, you know, if you if if you sit and think about it, like, could you do that as a parent? If you live back in the day, which I don't think I would want my child to deal with it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to because think, as a parent you're supposed to protect your child. How how you know you how a lot of us say I'm not my ancestors? Mm-hmm. I, but we don't know what they went through. That's I. I was about to say. I think that <clears throat> we're not our ancestors because we we're like the, you know, um, how over time people change. What is it called? Evolve. Evolve. So mm-hmm. our mindset has like evolved. Like we've been dealing. We've been, been getting stories of of the mistreatment that we went through and we just have all that piled on top of the aggressions that we deal with now and so all that piled up makes us angry let's be honest Mm -hmm. so we have a different mindset i'm not saying that our ancestors were not angry i'm not saying that our ancestors did not fight i'm just saying we have all this built up animosity so I think a lot of things we just are not putting up with. Like we're we're just and we have social media too, so things can get around much quicker. So it's just yeah. I know no, I wouldn't deal with that because I'd be in jail. I'm right. just being honest. So with pig, piggybacking off of what you just said about how we just dealt with it for so long and how we're not our ancestors. As black women, you see how we're portrayed in the media as being angry. I think we have a reason to be angry. We do. And on top of that, I kind of take offense to some people saying I'm not my ancestors. That's kind of like making it seem like your ancestors just laid down and just took the BS. Even though some of them did. Some of them did. But But we don't know what it was like. A lot of them just didn't have any choices. They didn't see into... They didn't see that there could be any changes done. And a lot of people are still slaves in that mentality and they don't see people like in the hood, let's just say, and they don't see outside of the hood, just like you in a, on a plantation and you can't see your life outside of the plantation. So you just, stay, even if you don't have change, you still chain there mentally. Right. And not to mention, um, there was a lot of people in the South that after they that we were quote unquote free, they didn't even know that they were free, and it a lot of people are still like that. I, I would just like to say a lot of people still don't know that they're free. Mm-hmm. They still don't know that just because you born in the hood, born with with um on you know 
these different uh, government stuff, they think that that's what they're supposed to amount to. Mm-hmm. No, you people don't realize like that they can make they can make their future all up here if you can think it and dream it. You can do you can it. Can do it. Yeah. And sometimes the power I think, of manifestation, y'all. Yes, and I think sometimes like when you are a broken person. You will raise kids to be broken. to be broken adults, and they can't. You you're not encouraging your children to think, to dream, to do something big with their life, right? Which just goes to show you that you have to break the cycle. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think it's so important um, as people, as Black people, to not live in a state of thinking that everyone is out to get you that or everything is that out to get is you me type of mindset. yeah i feel like i, I, I talk, we talked about this in a couple episodes back but i've been working and learning to change the way that i think about stuff i used to to think like oh if one thing bad happened like look yeah yeah <sighs> Okay, this happened. This, Something else happened. That was happen. my main thing. It's one thing after, after another. another. That was my yeah. main thing. I yeah, that's say. what I now, always say. Mm-mm. Like, okay, just because that happened, it doesn't mean it's going to ruin yeah. the rest of my day. And now that I think like that, I live like that, life is pretty good. And I think that's something that we as Black people have to have to learn. And we should we have, adapt it into into our, our, um, our day-to-day practices is something that should be a, a mantra in in our minds yeah. like be better do better say better like speak positive things over your life speak positivity over if you, if there's something that you feel that isn't going right instead of talking negatively about it and thinking negatively about it think positively say positive things and honestly you'll you'll feel it'll make you feel better and you'll see how how things change for you and things will actually get honestly, better for it's you. you against you right you the only one that's keeping you now it's not the, the white man not saying that we i not when saying I that's say not that, part of the i don't reason. say i don't say that to yeah say that we don't deal with microaggressions and this and that. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm like saying that. if you have a mindset that's above all of that, you will not let the next man determine what's for you and what's right. not for you. Right. You right. know, you know how many people have dealt with microaggressions and have succeeded above and beyond. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Oprah has dealt with microaggressions as a black woman, not just a black woman, but a considered a i'm gonna say plus size because i don't even want to say that fat mm-hmm. a plus size black woman mm-hmm. i'm sure she dealt with microaggressions and she raised above all of that right. i'm sure obama dealt with his own microaggression and he of mixed yes mm-hmm. and he rose above that right. and the list go on and on right so like you can't let a per- another person determine what you do right just like and in you the bible it's you saying, can't stop yourself because a lot of yeah. a lot of times people are the reason why they don't do things they stop themselves they talk themselves out of it and again they let people around them talk them out of it and then yeah and that's the problem you dreaming and then you let somebody talk you out of it because that one person got talked out of their dream right so you can't just let people talk you out of something that you want to do with your life right at all right and 
as far as like thinking about this podcast, um, I'm pretty sure there are people that laugh at us. We don't get as many viewers as we'd like. Uh, we don't get as many plays as we like. Um, but honestly, I feel like honestly, us I doing it. I, I love to. This is what yeah. I love to do. Yeah. And I feel like us just even we're we're going like way off topic about what we're supposed to be talking it's about okay. today. We just go with this. <laughs> <laughs> but we may just go ahead and go with this. Um, I feel like what we talk about on this podcast, especially what we're talking about today, we reached out, we can reach out to someone who may be, you know, dealing with things that, um, that we're talking about. And that's my ultimate goal is to help black people, people who are listening to this podcast overcome things that they feel that they cannot overcome because it is possible Mm -hmm. all you have to do is stay positive think positive and speak positive and it will happen to you pray meditate right manifest anything that you have to do to keep a positive mindset right journaling yes i've started back doing that um where my my journals used to be very negative and um and and you got to keep discouraging you got to keep your journal so you can see how far you came i still got journals that i had in high school and i'd be like lord what the i was like i don't have when i read that i said man i really had some mental health issues like i had to have like just a, a full transparency moment i'm like i really was going through like some things that were just not just normal teenage things like i really had but, like anger what what we you you got to think about though not getting into too much detail but the things that we were dealing with it's it's a lot yeah. and especially when you live in um a community where na- now it's not as it's not seen as a stigma but back in the day if you were a black person you were talking about going to therapy and things like that you were like what's wrong with you you are you cuckoo are you crazy like Some why would you got that mindset i would like to, to go to there. a therapist but i i, you know, I think i, I think, think i, I could benefit too. from it now because i have such an open mind but then at the same time i feel like i've dealt with a lot i'm going i've dealt with a lot on my own i did as people say they did, did the work. work i did the I've been doing the work on my own and I've been actually feeling like I'm getting successful, but there'll be some moments in your life that you'd be like, Hey, I really need to talk and vent to somebody. Mm -hmm. And that would probably be when I would need a therapist. Right. A third party who, you know, is not going to judge you, not going to say anything about it. They don't know you. So yeah, I think that would be beneficial. I would love to, um, to go talk to a therapist too, but it, it is, a beautiful thing to look and see where you came, came from. from yeah and just to just see just to basically see like all the things that you were like know like dang like knowing that right then and right there look i need to stop i need to stop doing like i need to stop saying this i need to stop thinking like that where you can just automatically like flip that switch yeah. and be like look I shouldn't be saying that. Like, like sometimes I'll catch myself yes. saying something. I'm like, look, I shouldn't yeah. even say it. The negativity mm-hmm. will slip in you, and then you just got to bring yourself like, back. No. Right. Uh-huh. And it takes some time. Like yeah. I said, there's days where I feel, you know, like, oh my God, this is this happening, blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, I won't even allow myself to to think like that. Like I'm just so grateful um for everything that I have. There, there was 
times where I didn't think that I would ever be where I am today. And I'm, I'm just so thankful. Like, I just remember thinking like, oh, I'll never be able to do that. We'll never be able to do that. And I was just so, so negative. And I'm, I'm, I may not be where I want to be right now, but I'm, I'm where I'm I need going. to be and I'm going to get there. I'm on my way. I'm on my period. Period. I'm on my way there. Pound. <laughs> Pound sign. I'm on my way. Yes. I'll be there soon. Um, yeah, we went way off on a tangent, but I really think that, that was, was needed. That was a conversation that was needed. It was. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I, I hope that it reached out to y'all. Um, I would like to say my moral of the story is uh -huh. it feel good to be a black woman. It does. Learning that all that from, um, you know, what you told us, all that you just know that you can make a difference in this life. And right. like you were going on a tangent, about to go on a tangent, we cut it kind of short. Mm -hmm. The black media might portray you as this certain type of person, this mean, mean negative angry. type of person. Mm -hmm. But we know who we are. We going to use this and make it we're going to be passionate. It's not right. anger. It's passion. We have a certain right. passion. Right. We are allowed to show emotions. Right. So if it means get angry, get angry. If it right. means cry, you're going to cry. Right. But we're going to be moving in the direction that we trying to move into. Right. And, and we'll change to be the that world. great black woman right. that we know we are. Right. So, and that's my moral of Yeah, so I think you said it best. Um, that's my moral of the story as well. Um, do you have anything else that you want to say? No, that's um, it. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, bye. bye.